Hello and welcome to Encounter, the show that brings you to the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. My name is Patrick Rice and I'm joined here in studio with my brother in Christ, Dan Demite. What's up, Patrick? Dan, do you know that Encounter is the co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network? Wow. And today we have <laughs> on with us Nancy Economo, the founder and director of Watts of Love. Dan, yes. she's going to be sharing her amazing story of transformation, of being called out to the nations, and that wherever she goes and brings the gospel, she brings the light of Christ, the light from solar-powered lights, and signs, wonders, and miracles accompany, accompany what she does in the name wow. of Jesus. Wow, praise this the Lord. This is cutting-edge ministry and mission. So, listeners, you need to stay tuned. Before we get into anything, Dan, can you lead us in prayer? Yeah, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you for giving us uh, miracles from heaven. We pray, Lord, that heaven would come down to earth, that we would see more signs and wonders in our midst. Lord, you are the light that shines in the darkness. We pray that uh, the darkness would completely be dispelled in this world. In the name of Jesus, we cast out all darkness from our listeners' lives, and we pray that the light of Christ would shine on their minds, would shine in their hearts, would shine on their lives, would shine upon their families. Father, I thank you so much. You you you, you declared that it's not that we should not let our light hide under a bushel basket, but we should let our light shine so that others may see our good works and, bring, and glorify our Heavenly Father. Mm. So, Lord, we pray that, that Nancy would have that spirit of just sharing what God has done through her and that we would glorify you, God. So we just pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Woo! Oh, my gosh. So um, today, Dan, we have on the show Nancy Economo. She is awesome. Okay. I want to basically. I want to kind of share about how we met. Um, we met at a at a huge spirit-filled conference in 2015. Okay, in Nashville, Tennessee. And when um, when I met her, like there are all these different booths and different people and, and everything. And I met a guy that knew her, and he brought. He says, "Oh, you got to meet you got to meet Nancy." And so she, I come up to her booth, and she's representing her organization. Watts of Love, W-A-T-T-S. Ooh, clever, is, clever. Power. It's a Watts power of thing, love. like light power. Okay? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and so I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm, I'll hear what she has to say. She starts speaking, and then the, as she's telling me about what she's doing, why she's doing it, what you're going to hear about later in the show, I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit say, like, Patrick, you need to support her mission. Mm. You need to let her share with all of your listeners on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, what she is doing, and and so that we can support what God is doing. So I believe, Dan, that God is completely all over this, and that mm. everyone here is going to have the opportunity to share in what God is doing today. Amen. Awesome. Praise yeah. the Lord. So this is really cool. So we're going to be spending a lot of our time talking about this, but I want, I want to talk about really quick, what is the fruit of conversion? Is the fruit of conversion that we go from living for ourselves to living for God and ultimately just playing church and, and going to church, doing church things? Or is it about being transformed by God so we can transform other people? <laughs> definitely the it's latter. It's definitely the yeah. latter, okay? Exactly. But if you thought the former, you're wrong. Yeah. This is this show is called Encounter, right? It's the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. And whenever we encounter God, we're launched into lives of extraordinary mission, right? Like and if if our lives if our lives lack the fruit that you're talking about or if our lives lack 
this extraordinary mission, it may be that God wants us to encounter him in a a deeper way. He wants more. He wants more for us. In fact, if if you're settling right now, if like, if you don't like have, have like amazing daily encounters with God, I just pray that you would repent of not, of like keeping God in a box. So Father, in the name Mm. of Jesus, if there's anyone that that needs to be radically touched by your love, your grace and your power that would have such an effect that it it would launch you out. To, to do this amazing, extraordinary mission, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you release that right now over the show in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah. It, what, it, what, how old were you when you had your first conversion? How many years ago was it? I was uh, I was 19. So it was about 10 years, 12 years Don't ago. Don't reveal that. Okay, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's been almost 15 years since I first encountered Jesus in a, in a life-changing way. But even since then, I mean, even in the last six months, it's like more and more and more that God just wants to constantly reveal. Patrick, you and I were just talking earlier about how, you know, a lot of times St. Paul is known for having this dramatic conversion. And a lot of people I hear all the time like, oh, I didn't really have a St. Paul conversion. And and I think God wants all of us to have a St. Paul conversion. He wants to impact us in a radical, life-changing way, right? And and that doesn't mean that we have to go from like complete darkness and despair and death into uh, a, a conformed, uh, a renewed life. But he does want a, a moment in our life where the we've been touched, we've been kissed by God, and when the light of Christ has penetrated our soul and has changed us, right? This show gets its name, Encounter, from uh, the Holy Fathers, talking about how we need to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Pope Benedict Sixteenth he said, being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon in a decisive direction, right? That when I encounter a living God, my life is radically changed. And I have a, a, a renewed direction, a new horizon in my life. I see the world differently. Ultimately, conversion is a turning, right? Mm-hmm. That I was living one way of life and I've been turned into a new way of life. I see life differently. My eyes have been renewed. My mind has been renewed. My heart has been renewed. And because I'm a renewed man, I'm able to re- bring renewal. Right, Because I have been renewed myself, I start bringing renewal everywhere I go. And so when I encounter Jesus Christ, what naturally flows, and we see this all through Scripture, that when the apostles and the disciples encounter Jesus, when St. Paul encounters Jesus, the light of Christ has impacted them and penetrated and, and transformed their inmost being, and then it bursts forth from them, that they start transforming others. That Jesus Christ, he initiates this conversion. He initiates this encounter by by coming to us. And once we are renewed, then we we bring Christ to others. And so conversion always bears forth abundant fruit. That mm-hmm. God wants uh He wants the light that He has given us to shine. He wants it to shine in our workplaces, upon our families, upon the streets that we walk. He wants us to bless people and to bring his blessing upon others and to do this daily. Patrick, can you share how is how is the Holy Spirit a part of daily conversion? I mean, it, it, it the Holy Spirit is the source of conversion because we come into his life. Now, really quick, if you're hearing all this stuff and about the fruit of conversion is bearing fruit and bringing people to Christ, if you're not if you're not living that right now and you're feeling condemned or a condemnation because you're not doing it right now, mm. you're not you're not actually hearing God. Yeah. Because uh, God never speaks in condemnation. What we're talking about, if, if you're hearing this invitation for fruit, it's, it's actually that, an invitation. I pray that if when you hear Nancy's story, 
and what God's doing. All you have to do is cry out, Lord, I want you to use me. Use me to do great things. This is an invitation, not a condemnation if you're not doing this. So that, I just want to make that clear yeah, right now in definitely. case that's stirring in your spirit. But I think um, I just want to share a, a, really, a, a few stories straight up from Scripture that the Holy Spirit actually, he, we encounter Jesus and then the Holy Spirit comes into our life and leads us and, he, and tells us where he wants us to go to be the hands and feet of Christ. And one of my favorite stories in the, um, in the book of Acts is actually Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Basically, mm. if, if you guys remember, this is in, um, in the book of Acts, uh, the Holy Spirit tells Philip to go on this, this one road. And then as he goes on this road, he sees this Ethiopian eunuch who's in the court of the Candace, from, uh, who's a royalty figure in, in, in Ethiopia. And he goes up and basically initiates this, 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 this conversion moment for the Ethiopian, where the Ethiopian's reading the book of the prophet Isaiah about the suffering servant. And then uh, Philip simply walks up, asks him what's going on, and finds out he basically got set up by God. And then uh, the Holy Spirit didn't tell him what to do at that point. Philip just took over. He was already equipped. He already had the power and authority. And he was able to say, like, do you know who the scripture's referring to? And then Philip, and then the Ethiopian eunuch says, how can I unless someone instructs me? And then he goes on to preach him, preach the gospel to him. But he would not have been in that position to preach the gospel had not he listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit prompting him to go off and do that thing. So that the key to being used to bearing fruit is being docile to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, mm. to being set up. You can have every gifting, um, in, you know, available to you in Jesus. You could have the, you could have faith and power to raise the dead, but if you're not around that, it's, you know, if you're not set up for it, it's no good. You actually have to get out and go do it. So in, in our Thank confirmation, you, we actually receive the empowerment to respond, the catechism says, to his actions, his gifts, and his biddings in order to be more capable of assuming the apostolic responsibilities of the Christian life. I love it. This is written into our Catholic faith. This is actually normal that we respond to his actions, his gifts, and his biddings, that we can be responsible apostolically to our Christian life. So one of the things I love about um, about her story, Nancy's story, is that she heard and she, w- she was prompted by the Holy Spirit not like with a lightning bolt or, or anything like crazy like that, but the, the Holy Spirit convicted her in her heart. And then basically she gave God a blank check. Do whatever, you know, you will, God. Like I, you know, I, I'm going to lay down my life and take up my cross. It, it's a blank check thing. And, and we see it so often in the lives of the saints, Mother Teresa, especially, you know, we hold nothing back. And when we do that, we realize that we're not just, giving up all these awesome things, we're going to be receiving so much more uh, in, in response. Amen. Praise the Lord. The, uh, I just, I just, I think the Lord wants to, to work uh, a mighty work in our lives today that he wants to actually speak that um, he can, he can bear fruit through you. We don't have to be worried that, um, that, that I don't bear fruit. I'm not a barren fig tree, right? And the, the Lord is with you and he wants to bear through fruit through you. And so I just want to pray for our listeners that you would experience uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit upon you, that God would uh, convict your heart and your mind that he can do great works in and through you. The Lord promises us that those who believe in him, who have faith in him, will not only accomplish 
the works that he does, but greater works than these. And so uh, just proclaim in, in the name of Jesus, I am a I am a life giving tree. I bear fruit, right? That I, I have the ability to do great things for the Lord and I can bring light into the darkness. And we're actually, I, I believe that we're made for greatness. I, I love, you know, the, the holy, pious things to do, you know, small things with great love. But I don't think God wants us to be limited to just doing small things. I think if we know who we are in Christ um, and we desire, like we're actually made to change the world. We're made to be world changers because of he who dwells within us. So in the name of Jesus, if, you, if you've been living in a mindset where you can only do small things, and that's only what God's commissioned you to do, I pray that you would give uh, God the opportunity to let you know that you've actually been made to make disciples of nations. You've been made to actually be a part of the worldwide transformation. And if you give God the ability to speak that word of greatness to you, you're going to see your life is going to be really worth living. And so, Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus that today there be just such a spirit of prophecy over what what we're going to be hearing from Nancy, that you would convict people of their hearts, that they would go into their secret place. They will go individually to you, Father, and cry out for more more and more. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would baptize people in your love, in your power, in your grace, that you would just raise up um, and commission people to, to the missions that the world desperately needs in your holy name. Patrick, do you want to be a world changer? I am a world changer. <laughs> I want more, though, Dan. I want more, too. Okay. And I think that's so important. People, let's have a bigger heart and ask the Father for more. Father, I want to be a world changer. I am a world changer. Do it, Lord. Do it. So on our, uh, we're going to take a quick break right now. And, uh, and when we come back on the show, we're going to have Nancy's going to share with us how this all started, how she's going into the nations to bringing not only solar-powered lights to the poorest of the poor, but also the light of the Christ. You're listening to Encounter, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. On the next break, you're going to be hearing from Nancy Economo, the founder and president of Watts of Love. Stay tuned. With Apple TV, you can instantly stream Encounter with Dan Demite and Patrick Rice to your TV. All you need is a high-speed internet connection, a TV, and the Apple TV player. EWTN. It's everywhere. All people are called to communion with Christ in the church that he founded. People really gravitate to David Anders and his concern for the callers. Tom and I are both converts. We've walked that path and we try to walk it with the listeners at whatever stage of the journey they're on. It's EWTN's go-to source for non-Catholics, converts, and answer seekers. Call to Communion TV with Dr. David Anders. Sunday afternoon, 4 Eastern on EWTN Television. Father Benedict Groeschel. No Catholic can support abortion and that Catholics are responsible to take serious action against legalized abortion. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. Welcome back to Encounter, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Encounter is the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them to lives of extraordinary mission. And I am honored and pleased and so grateful to have Nancy Economo, founder and director of Watts of Love, with us on the show. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nancy. Hi, yeah. Thank you. I'm so excited yeah. to be with you guys. So, so, Nancy, I want our listeners to know that, that basically Watts of Love brings solar-powered uh, – ba- 
basically lights that can last forever, solar-powered lights to the poorest people all around the world that don't have access to Mm -hmm. light. And so this is what Watts of Love does. But Nancy, can you share with us a story of how this ministry came about? Yes, absolutely. I would love to. Well, I am a mother of five young boys, young men now, some of them. Um, Ages are from 10 to 21. And in 2009, I was a stay-at-home mom, and my husband went on a business trip to the Philippines. And he was there with a, a, a priest that we know, and they invited me to go along. And I had never been in the mission field. Um, and when I was in the Philippines, I was just like, gosh, you know, I really would like to see what poverty, what the people in the Philippines, how they're really living. So when I was there, I said, you know, can you take me to, uh, you know, a garbage dump? Or, you know, I really wanted to get into the poverty. And my host there said, absolutely not. We will not take you to a garbage dump, but we'll take you to a feeding program. So I was like, okay, well, you know, it sounded a little safe to me. But when I went to this feeding program, there was young children from four to five years of age and there was one young girl whose face was all burnt. And this community was very poor, and they were putting toothpaste on her face. And I said to the teacher, I said, what, what happened to her? And they were like, oh, this happens all of the time, that young children are burnt by kerosene, because that's how they light their home. Hmm. And so as you can imagine, when kerosene falls over, you bump into it, it's like liquid, uh, what is that, a, a, one of those bombs. Wow. And so this young girl had been burnt. And as a mother of five young boys, I thought, wow, what is it like to live in darkness? And I am um, a creative in my mind, you know, so of course I'm like, well, what's it like to change a diaper? How do you read? What if your child is burnt and now every night you're putting them in front of that open fire again and just the trauma of that? And I was just completely compelled that there's simple technology that can change that situation. Hmm. So after that trip, I went home and I said to my husband, I don't, I can't explain this, but I feel like I'm supposed to bring solar lights to people. Now, my background is in jewelry design and sales for Cartier. So I used to sell to the top 1% of the world. So I did not have a grid or the education or the background or the experience for any solar lighting. But it was this quiet voice inside of me that I knew it was God. And for a few years, I just, I couldn't do anything because I was afraid. You know, we did, We were not in a financial position. It wasn't like, oh, we have all this money, I can do what I, I choose. We were actually struggling as a family um, in 2009. And I knew one day I would be held accountable for that small, quiet voice. And in 2012, I finally thought, okay... I know I cannot ignore this any longer. So how do you start a global non-for-profit? I registered the name with the state of Illinois, and I just started taking those first steps. As scary as it was, I started sharing my vision, 
you know, about bringing lights to people. And, um, you know, it was just people would, would stare at me like, you're going to do what? You have five kids. You're crazy. And I, I just knew it was God and wanted to move forward. So we started raising funds and, you know, miraculously, all of the funds came in. So in 2013, we brought 1,000 solar lights to the Philippines. And that was with the priest that I had met there. I had called him and I said, Father, I believe God is asking me to bring solar lights to people. And he said, Nancy, do you know where I am? I said, yes, you're in Manila. He said, no. I have been sent to an island where there's 30,000 people that have no electricity. They're starving to death. This would be such a blessing. So it was already arranged that I had all of the people, this remote island to get to, and a familiar face, Father, to to meet me there. (laughs) So we had the thousand solar lights shipped to this remote island in the South China Sea. And we get there, and all 1,000 lights were stuck in customs. Oh, no. No. And I thought, I'm a failure. How can this happen? I took donations. You know, just that whole sense of responsibility. And somebody who was traveling with me looked at me, and he said, Nancy, don't you think God has a better plan than you do? (laughs) And, you know, I have trust issues. (laughs) And I thought, okay, I have to trust God in this process. If this is his desire, then I have to trust that he has everything, every aspect. So I had three lights in my suitcase. And I have to tell you, why would you want to bring solar lights to people? And these three lights that I had in my suitcase will tell you why. The very first night we went out, I went to this older woman, Nainai, an old lady, old Filipino lady, who had been identified as somebody who was completely abandoned. And that was our desire. That was my heart, is to find the people who nobody knew about. Mm -hmm. So we get to Nainai's house, and it's dark, and... We walk up to her little, and I want, I want to tell you about what her house looks like. It's this little pieces of bamboo, dirt floor, thatched roof. The top of the thatched roof is all burnt out from cooking and kerosene. And she is laying on top of like a little, I guess like a table, bamboo's little homemade table. She's in the fetal position. We walk up and we say, night, night. We're here to give you this solar light. And we turn it on for her. Now, it's complete darkness on the entire island. We turn it on, and she bursts out crying. And she says to me, I cannot accept this light from you. And I said, why? She said, I am too poor for you to love me. Wow. Wow. I am too poor for you to love me. I said, no, Nye, we are here because God sees you. You are not forgotten about. And she said, I've been cursed by God. I've been forgotten and abandoned by my family and government. 
I've been left here to die. And for me, it was understanding what this light truly means. That living in darkness is so difficult and depressing. And to bring something that can transform their life and put value on who they are changes everything. So, you know, this is my journey on these three lights, and it was really the Holy Spirit teaching me why light. The second family that we went to was a woman. Her name is Emily, and she had seven children. And I was all excited because, I, you know, having five boys, I thought, okay, what's it like as a mother to be living in darkness and now to have this amazing, beautiful solar light? And um, I just want to tell you about our light because it'll explain what Emily did with it. The solar light is, you know, maybe the size of a cantaloupe. Like, you know, it's a little bit larger light and it has a solar panel that plugs in. And it sits in the sun for about six to eight hours and it has a full charge. There's four light settings. The first light setting will last 130 hours, 30 hours, 20 hours, and then 10 hours on the brightest. Now, it also comes with a USB phone charger. Now, that sounds crazy, <laughs> but every single person, no matter where they are in the world, has a cell phone. And they are very inexpensive little cell phones. And it's their only way of communication. And people say, well, if they're starving, how can they have a cell phone? Now, some of those people in that... In that starving position don't have a cell phone, but some do. I mean, you would be surprised in the most remote places they do. And so when we went to Emily's house, we gave her the light. And the next day I woke up and ran down to see what it was like. And she said, Nancy, I got my children in bed and I turned my light on and I was able to make 1,000 bamboo barbecue sticks. Wow. Wow. Not only that, but she did not have a cell phone, but she went to her neighbors and she said, okay, five pesos, one hour. So she started her own little micro business. Within the first 12 hours, she tripled her family's income. Wow. wow. Praise That's the Lord. So, so you, you gave her the ability to help pull her out of poverty in just a simple way. She was able to do that. This is so good. We actually have to take a break right now. You're listening to Encounter, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. On our break, we're going to have Nancy back on the show to continue to share with us the amazing stories that continue to follow from this. So stay tuned. It's the start of a new day for Morning Catholic Radio. The nun is actually a religious woman who goes into the cloister and stays in the cloister. It's like a female version of, of a monk is what a right. nun is. And that's a good explanation. So the you know the nuns of uh, in, in Birmingham are praying for you, Brian. That's that's a powerhouse of prayer. Totally blessed. You I know some are praying today. for you too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> morning glory, Catholic from the start. Weekday mornings, seven Eastern, on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. EWTN, teaching the truth. Listening to your program has really touched my heart, and I just see such love and beauty 
not only for Christ, but for people in general in the Catholic Church. And now I feel like I need more. I want to serve God more. I feel it so much that He's given me a gift to serve and to touch people, to love people. What would it take for me to maybe look into the priesthood? EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Welcome back to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them to lives of extraordinary mission. We have back on the show with us Nancy Economo, the founder and director of Watts of Love. And Nancy, before we took the break, you'd share, share with us a story about this woman, Emily, who you brought the light to, and she was able to stay up and actually um, start making these bamboo sticks, uh, these, these um, barbecue sticks, and then uh, using the light to you know, make money. What happened after that? Wow. Well, that night she tripled her family income. And I just want to, so the listeners understand, because we never think how important light is. Mm -hmm. When you eliminate kerosene, that's a 30% savings that she immediately was able to start saving. And globally, people on average spend 30% of their annual income burning kerosene. So that's the equivalent of an American's mortgage. Wow. So it's a huge responsibility when we give this light in the training the people. So Emily saved 20 pesos on kerosene. She was able to make 20 pesos, these bamboo barbecue sticks that she could now sell on the mainland. And then she charged her neighbor five pesos. So it was an incredible economic impact immediately, just wow. being given this opportunity. So really, you know, at Watts of Love, our goal is to find the people who are in the most critical need and living with kerosene and without light. So we want to make them and empower them to be successful right where they're at. And we have a whole teaching model through pictures. Like, okay, most of the people that we give the light to can't read. They can't write. So now we show them a picture. Okay, you're no longer burning kerosene. You have a new light, which equals saving money. And we can say you can educate your children. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. You can start a livelihood business. You're going to have safety and security. Bad things happen in the dark. And when you have a light, it wards off trouble, walking to the bathroom. So there's all of these things that it helps with. And then we say, no, it is your responsibility we are going to teach you how to fish. We're going to give you the fishing pole, which is the light. We're equipping them. But it is your responsibility to now invest in a chicken, a goat, a farm, you know, whatever it is that they're going to be successful at raising. And they don't have banks. So the more animals that they start buying, the chicken, they can now feed themselves. They buy a goat. They can drink the milk. They can sell the goat. It's staggering. Patrick, when we go back to a community a year later and see what these people are able to do, turning the front of their little Nipah hut into a store, you know, not only is it a store, it's a 24-hour 7-Eleven because they have a light to keep it on at night. (laughs) Wow. Awesome. So the prosperity that comes out of this and the light should last about five years if they take care of it properly. So it's a huge boost to this family that has been living in complete poverty. Um, Since 
Watts of Love started, which was just our five-year anniversary uh, this February. We've been able to get into 23 different countries, and we've been able to give out 15,000 lights. Which 23 countries, wow, 15,000 families transformed. Thank you, Can Jesus. Can you believe it? Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. incredible. Not that we have gone to all 23 countries. We, you know, if we know of a missionary or people, you know, uh, going into any dangerous areas, we always equip them. Our areas of focus are Haiti, Africa, the Philippines, and Nepal. So that's really kind of where we go in. We have a local non-for-profit that we identify, um, and we make sure we're working with the communities that need it the most. You can always find poor people, but we are looking for the people that are, would not be served in any way unless we show up. So those are sometimes difficult to get to places. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's been absolutely a pleasure. And I just want to share with you, you know, sometimes we'll go in and we'll do disaster relief. And um, if we have a local partner, when Nepal happened two years ago, we went in um, immediately, you know, I was just like, you know, Lord, is this a place that you want us to go to? And I just, again, felt that quiet voice inside of me because there was everything in my human body. As a mother of five kids and the earthquake is still happening, I did not want to go. I mean, I mean I'm, it's just not in my nature to run into a situation like that. But I really felt the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit, and I said, you know, again, shared it with my husband, and he said, Nancy, if it's God, just open the door. And so I said, okay. Called a friend of mine who worked for an airline, shared kind of that I needed to be able to get my lights flown into Nepal. And he said, Nancy, you personally can carry 25 suitcases without a weight limit. Wow. And... We'll give you four free tickets. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, so I'm like, oh, I guess God wants me to go. <laughs> so, so two years ago, we went to Nepal, and we hiked the Himalayan mountains, slipped, slept out on uh, little plateaus, and, you know, I am not a camper, so <laughs> it was a stretch for me. But we went into this area gave lights out and loved on all of the people there. And the very last day before we're going to leave, it's about six hours before our plane is about to depart. Somebody says, Nancy, there's a leper colony here. I'm like, a leper colony? <laughs> I have always wanted to go to a leper colony. I was so excited. <laughs> So they said, it's about a one-hour walk down the mountain. I said, fantastic. Let's go. So we walked down. We hiked down to this leper colony. 200 families. Now, you have to understand, in Nepal, it's the caste system. So when you are a leper, you deserve what you have. You must have done something. You and your entire family are sent into this colony. And when I walked in there, and there are people missing fingers and hands 
and toes and eyes and noses. And I was consumed with love. I walked in and just started holding their face, grabbing their little nubby hands. I fell in love with this leper colony. And because it was my last day there, I literally had two lights with me. And I found the nurse who kind of helped the the lepers there. And I found the person who kind of the manager, the people who kind of help everyone. And I said to the lepers, I said, I promise you that I will return one day and light this entire leper colony. I thought, you know what, if it takes me the rest of my life to do it, so be it. Whatever it is, I'm coming back, and I made the commitment. Well, in September, we went back with solar lights and lit the entire leper colony. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. I take a global travel team with us, so we had 12 people. And we went into this leper colony. They had no idea. You know, there was no communication back and forth because, I, you know, I, during the time of, of the earthquake, it was complete chaos. People, the people in the leper colony were sleeping in dirt. And, I mean, it was, it was bad. So I wasn't thinking clearly. So I didn't have an email. I didn't know how to get in touch with them. But I was determined to go back there. And when we went in with these lights, it was absolutely amazing. So every single family received a solar light. And now this, this solar light that I brought in there had the light, the phone charger, and it also had a preloaded solar Bible on it as well. A solar Bible. Wow. Yes. That's cool. the light of Christ. <laughs> Praise in, the Lord. In their native language. Yeah. So they received that light. And then they also received a solar headlamp. So now they could put that around their head because they don't have hands. Oh, Walking wow. out, going to the bathroom at night, they share a bathroom. And it's, this is human dignity. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, they were so happy with the solar headlamp because now you were, they were free to see, free to walk around. Um, <laughs> I just have to share an amazing story. When we it was pouring rain the day that we're delivering the lights, and the, they, they were helping us, you know, identify the people and calling out names. And you can imagine it's pouring rain. There's 200 lepers. My entire team is there. We're standing underneath this very small little porch, all kind of lined up and huddled inside of there. And they said, okay, Nancy, here's a man, you know, I can't remember his name. Here's, here he is. He's a deaf mute, so somebody needs to keep him and teach him and be careful, you know, to, that he understands how to operate the light. So I'm like, okay, I'll take him, send him over here. And I'm there with a friend of mine, Andy, and I was like, you know, let's just pray for this man. And I just lay my hands on him, not even thinking. I'm like, Lord, just bless him. And the gentleman looks at me. And he takes his hands and he does like a pop sign. He goes, like that. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, oh. And he's telling me he can hear. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. Miracles. Thank you, Jesus. Praise break. Thank you, Jesus, <laughs> for doing what you do so well and healing the sick. Amen to that. Through Nancy. I, I was like, oh, oh. And literally at that moment, my brother was walking past and not even realizing what happened. He took a picture. Wow. And you can see on my face <laughs> the complete surprise. And the joy. And joy. Complete joy. Was, well, we're startled. Like, first, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was so, it's having the faith. It's having the faith and the love. Mm-hmm. Can we love well? Can we put our arms around a leper and just say, I love you, and show that to them? Can you sit in a hut with a mother whose baby just died and love them well and pray for them? That's our mission. That's my mission. Wow. Is to sit with them and to take the time. The lights are a path to a heart. Mm. It's an opportunity to take it's disarming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people so often, Nancy, are they're skeptical of people's agenda, and I mean, even like yes. within within Catholic evangelization trends, there's always like, okay, and then we got to do this, and then we got to have them do this, and before we know it, like we're going out to evangelize with an agenda, and we forget that oh, we need to meet these people where they are, love them, and, yes. and meet them in their need, and what you what you're doing. Is it's like you don't have an ultimate agenda except to love and to bless them, and then from that that love that that desire just just to meet them in their need, then the gospel flows forth. Yeah, like definitely. we don't need an agenda beyond that. And like I love it. You didn't even like um, you didn't even like command the deaf ears to be open or do anything like that. You nope. you simply just pray that God's blessing would flow. And there was already an like you know he already had faith just through your love, mm-hmm. and then it was like God was just waiting for someone to pray and to flow forth from that. It's so beautiful, so beautiful. and I love that 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 message. I, and I know Nancy, you don't go in there like um, as Christian missionaries, right? You go there, you go in as a uh, you know a nonprofit, uh, you know humanitarian aid, correct? We go in as ambassadors. Of love. Mm-hmm. Wow. I truly believe they will know we are Christians by our actions and our love. Mm. We sometimes get so caught up in words and Christianese that it scares me. I'm intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That, that I don't. And when I travel with people, I have had atheists. I've had Muslims travel with me. I've had all different denominations. And it and what I say to the global travel team is you will be and let me tell you, everyone at some point is offended. I don't like the way he prayed over somebody. I don't like you it's I feel uncomfortable with this. I'm like, well it's not about us. <laughs> we we go in and we love. Mm-hmm. You would never say to your neighbor, I don't like the way you're loving your husband. You don't hold his hand enough. See, I don't believe mm-hmm. that we are in a position to tell each other how to love our neighbor. Mm-mm. So if somebody wants to lay hands on, go ahead. 
If you don't want to, that's fine too. If you just want to play with the children and that's how you're going to show love, then do it. We're all called to love differently. Maybe you'll learn something and maybe you'll learn what you don't want to do by seeing other people. But go in and love. We can all agree that everyone needs love. Amen. When we sit in a leper colony and just do life with them for a few hours, they said, Nancy, nobody comes and sits with us. We've had people come in here, they hand out their goods, and they leave. Mm. You stay. We want to be the non-for-profit that stays. Amen. And loves on them. That's so good. I just want to let our listeners know that you're listening to Encounter, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And you're listening right now to Nancy Economo, the founder and director of Watts of Love, which brings in solar-powered lights to the poorest areas where they have no infrastructure. And so, Nancy, I love this story that you have about how you're, you're, you're not going in with an agenda. You're going in to bless people. But then you're you're just being you. You're praying. You you might be praying with people. You're just loving on people. You're sharing uh, the gospel on with. Um, you're bringing the gospel into the, with their native language. And one one scripture I love here is that it's not our job to convince people of the gospel. And the last verse of the Gospel of Mark says this. This is Mark sixteen verse twenty, and it says, "And they went forth and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked them worked with them." and confirm the message by signs that attended it. Amen. And so you you bring your message, and the Lord confirms it with those signs. I wonder if, those, um, if you had, you know, atheists or un, unbelievers, how, how would, I, I wonder what, how they would have reacted to see this deaf leper able, being, you know, able, able to hear at that point. Wouldn't that be crazy, Dan? That would be wild to see, yeah. And then well, it, it did happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you, is there a story on that one? or? Well... Actually, when that happened in the leper colony, there was a gentleman who who had never seen anything like that. In fact, there was a couple people. But the next day we went back and he said, you know, Nancy, I really have to tell you, I'm uncomfortable with the fact that this guy was healed. I said, that's okay. <laughs> it, I'm offended he was healed. <laughs> yeah, <but> that, <laughs> that just broke my God box. And, he, and I said, you know, listen, I'll tell you how I see it. When I'm standing in front of God at the end of my life, and he says, Nancy, or this gentleman's name, I dragged you all the way to Kathmandu, Nepal, to a leper colony. Mm. And you saw a deaf, mute leper healed. Did you decide that he was lying and was trying to fake you out? (laughs) Or do you believe that he was healed? I said, let me tell you, when I'm standing in front of God, I want to be even if even if that leper was trying to fake, you know, pull one over on us, I don't want to stand there and say, you know, God, I, I didn't believe it was you. And so I shared this with my friend from New York. Five minutes later, that deaf mute walked up to us in a rice paddy field out of nowhere, and he starts speaking. And you have to understand, he was putting his hand and going, Mama, Mama. <laughs> and the nurse, who had known him his entire life, we have an interview with them. You know, he walked up, and we said, "How? When has he ever spoken 
And the nurse said, never. I've known him 28 years. He goes, but now he speaks after you prayed for him. Like it was no big deal. Wow. This is the Christian life. I mean, God, <laughs> so God then, loves to do it. Listen to this. is great. So I said, and he says, you know, I'm not comfortable with laying hands on people. I said, then don't do it. So it's okay. I walk away, and a leper walks up to him, grabs his hand, and puts it on top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> Put so, your hand here. That's exactly right. You know, God, you know, it's just amazing. And, and you know, and now he's going to come on, on another trip with us as well. I mean, he was just radically touched. That's but, so good. Nancy, um, is there now? Is there another story that you have? I remember at one point we were talking about um, your lights in a tent and a miracle that happened with those. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was There's, that about again? So, um, yeah, this was amazing. This was in the very first trip to Nepal. Um, we went there with a very specific amount of lights. We went there with 300 lights. And we had a big tarp. You know, everything was a, a temporary station. And we had our lights in there. And for three days, we had view because everyone in Nepal needed a light. But we went to the tribal leaders and we had them identify the elderly, the handicapped, the people who would not receive any help or were in bad shape. So we had very specific lists of who these seven tribes they identified certain numbers for each tribe. The very, and then we spent three days delivering the lights. The very last day, we're packing up, and I'm pulling out, you know, we had a couple boxes of lights, and I go back in, and there's another box, and I pull it out. I go back in, and there's another box. Well, this kept happening. And I stopped for a second. I was just looking, and I was a little nervous. To, I was thinking... Oh my gosh, it's like these lights keep multiplying. I can't I can't believe this. Well we walk out, I have so many lights left over that I'm handing cases of them to my NGO that I'm working with there. We had so many lights left over that I had to hire four donkeys <laughs> to carry the lights out of the mountain. <laughs> I love it when you have to hire donkeys, right, Dan? Lord, more, Lord, more. Wow. And, we, and I literally was able to send an entire team to another vill remote village and light another village. Yes. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He's multiplying <laughs> the bread. He's multiplying the lights. Wow. You know why? Because he is the bread of life and the light of the world mm, amen. oh it's so good amen. thank just you multiplies jesus multiplies himself i just uh, i just like your hunger nancy uh to bring light into people's lives it just it taps into the lord's hunger right and so you're jesus is so hungry to love and so hungry to pour out his goodness and when we share the hunger of the lord when we when we're hungry with him he just pours out even more it's just such a beautiful witness thank you for your hunger thank you jesus for your hunger to love your children so much, and thank you for pouring out, Jesus. Nancy, can you share with our listeners? Well, actually, I want to share with our listeners really quick um, that I, I believe that Nancy's ministry, Watts of Love, is probably one of the, the most effective ways that you can actually bring people out of poverty because they don't give people fish. They teach them how to fish, but they actually go to these places. Um, so 
I just want to let, let everyone know that I'm I'm a supporter, a monthly supporter mm. for Watts of Love. I proudly give uh, money so that these lights can be made and taken to actually transform a family. I know every time my donation goes through every month, I've just radically transformed a family on the other side of the globe that I'm not going to meet, but I know that they're, that that this is actually going to be worthwhile. Nancy, can you share with our listeners how they can connect, how they can partner with you? Absolutely. I would love to. And thank you, Patrick. Every month I get your donation, I feel loved. Um, and just having your support and knowing knowing that I have people standing with me and believing in this mission. Um, so thank you. Um, but how people can help us is, number one, prayer. Um, nothing can be done without prayer. Um, we also take donations, uh, monthly donations, any any contribution um, certainly helps. But let me share just uh, to get somebody, to get a family a light is about $50. And, and why I say about $50, sometimes we're able to get it in a little bit less. Customs is a tricky, tricky place to work with. Um, but on average, $50 will get a light into the hands of a family that needs it the most with the education. Um, and then we also have the other light that has the radio and the MP3 player and the phone charger that I shared with you, and that's about $80. It weighs a little bit more. Uh, it's a little bit larger. And then the solar headlamp is $30. So you can go to www.watsoflove.org. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we would love any type of support, corporate donations, um, we're also global travel team members. If you're adventurous and want to be part of the solution, come and travel with us. Yes. Awesome. It's very easy to give online. I remember I just filled out an online form and set up a recurring donation. Um, so you can just go to watsoflove.com. And it's really easy to to make that happen and, some, and be and, and sow into this ministry, which is reaping an amazing harvest all over the world. But Nancy, we come, we come to a close. We're going to pray and then... Uh, yeah, we just pray our listeners in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Father, I thank you so much in the name of Jesus for all of the, the, the preaching that's happening, all of the signs and wonders and miracles that are flowing, and also the, the transformation that's happening, pulling, be, being, people being pulled out of poverty and brought into your marvelous light. So, Father, we just, we, we just intercede right now for Nancy, for Watts of Love, that you continue to, to bring abundance into their ministry and they, you give them everything that they need to provide for the good works that you have them doing. And so, Father, we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us on Encounter. Amen. Encounter is a, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. To learn more about us or our show, you can go to EncounterRadio.org. That's EncounterRadio.org. And I pray that you'd have the grace to respond to every divine encounter that God brings you today and for the rest of your life. Thanks so much.